Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Coderance Talks, the podcast where we talk about all things technology, software development, and craftsmanship. I am Jose Jotara Huerta on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I'll be your host for today's session. And I'm joined today by two, uh, let's say, software engineers. Uh, <laughs> on one side, we have uh, Javier Martinez, who's a, a software craft person here at uh, Coderance, and Ivai Unsueta. Did I get that right, Ivan? Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. Uh, who's tinkering at uh, Lotu, uh, an application for uh, thinking. Uh, and the topic for today is design patterns. something that uh, usually comes up a lot uh, and uh, recently we've been doing a couple of uh, meetups around uh, certain aspects that we feel like every developer should know about and design patterns are, are one of those however it's a very controversial topic now because if you ask people uh, you know should people know about these things is it something that maybe you want to test in a in an interview you know when you're recruiting or you know some people say i've, I've learned a bunch of things you know from the book the, the gang of four book but uh, i've never really actually used that or you know it, it, it's something that hurts sometimes because people try to apply them uh, and not really understand what it is about so to get the ball rolling a little bit, um, let's let's start with setting the context, right? What do we mean by design patterns? I don't know which which of you wants to start. So let me let me continue, Jose. Uh, well, as as Jose mentioned, this was part um, of a series of uh, talks, meetups in which we treat about uh, testing design pattern, and we will treat in September about architecture. Um, for me, and in the context of the of our previous session, uh, we define uh, a design pattern uh, as a as a way of solving a problem, a recurring uh, problem that happens uh, while we are developing. Uh, if we go to the <coughs> main reference, no, the Gang of Four, uh, it said that uh, well, there are some issues, some problems, especially in, in the context of the Gang of Four, uh, in the object-oriented uh, paradigm, uh, that uh, if you adopt one of these patterns, you will solve uh, in an elegant way, let's say, uh, in an efficient way, uh, that problem. And because these problems were uh, happening uh, in many places in the experience of the authors, uh, this generate uh, a pattern, basically, that you can apply now or when you face the problem and later on, uh, because it's really likely that you encounter, uh, you find this problem later on. Um, well, but this is a this is a topic, no? Because uh, yeah, any anything else you want to add, Ivai? Yeah, I think. I my first experience with uh, the Gang of Four patterns was I uh, actually some years ago I I was doing C plus plus development out of the university and I didn't know much about how to structure my code so uh, uh, I had a, a colleague who who pointed out that this book existed so I, it was basically at 
that point where I started to get interested in, in patterns. And, and it seemed like a very good idea at that point to me. I think it, it, I felt that uh, I didn't know how to structure the code. I, I was feeling frustrated because I was like a, a new to the, to the, to the craftsmanship. So I, I didn't have good heuristics sometimes. I didn't know how to structure my code. So this was a great uh, way to, to get started. So I, start, I started applying patterns in C++ code at that point. Then later on, I my career went to other places. I started to get into web development more. Uh, started to get into JavaScript. I was I was doing more front end uh, uh, work, and I I stopped using I stopped referring to design patterns. In a way, I started to get interested into functional programming as well. And you know, over time, I my feeling is that. Uh, it's something very uh, contextual to C++, a specific time, a specific language, and you know, working with object-oriented, uh, with a, an object-oriented paradigm. So nowadays, I I don't find myself using them. So when people like mention them again, I my feeling is that, well, it, it they have been like useful for me to think about this, to learn about this, but. You know, they are not in my day-to-day programming life right now. So for me, this this has been a bit of a love-hate uh, relationship, right? So because, uh, as you said before, Ivai, for me, was uh, as part of that learning curve, now the, the shuhari, right? Like the, the idea of understanding first what it is that you're doing. And I feel like uh, books like The Game 4, Enterprise uh, uh, Patterns and so on is uh, gives you a good foundation yeah, on how to solve certain things. But then on the other side, once you're there, once you learn some of those, yeah, the the uh, problem that I see is that you start seeing patterns everywhere, right? And at least for me, it was a bit of a of a process learning not to use them as well, right? Like uh, to some extent, it was like, this is the right way, right? So everywhere that I saw something that would fit, I would try to do it there, right? And and that's actually counterproductive in, in my opinion, but a necessary step, no? If, if you really want to uh, get the, the, you know, grasp the, the concept properly, no? So th- did you feel it like, Oh, uh, I'm I'm using patterns. I'm using this pattern everywhere, and also here. I don't need it. My God, oh, what I'm doing? I, no, no. I felt no. Of course, it was not like that. It was it was more like oh, here, let's let's you know, this fits really well here. Boom, and try to implement it. Uh, yeah, this is problem, a good opportunity to use this pattern. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the problem be, uh, came where uh, you know came when you know. The complexity of the thing had gone out of proportion just because you started introducing a bunch of layers of abstraction that were not that necessary to begin with, right? So it was just a matter of, you know, making it a, let's say, over-engineering in a sense, right? In many cases. And, and that's where, that's, that's one problem that I found. Uh, the other problem was, you know, if someone comes in, and they don't know the patterns or they don't know, you know, what you're referring to and so on, it then increases the cognitive love for someone who's joining the project, right? To to then have to understand. It's not 
there, right? Like you can no longer see it just looking at the code. Oh, it's it's evident what this thing is doing when you have, you know, five layers of abstraction on top of things, right? So, yeah. So th- th- this is interesting, this point, because it, it happens to me, you know, like, uh, well, I, and really the, the less experience here in, the, in, in this, in this uh, crew. So... <clears throat> Uh, happened to me that when I arrived to to a a PHP project and also to a Java project, so I saw the the people using the patterns and l- many levels of abstractions, and I said, I mean, this is over engineering. I mean, no, I mean, like really. So uh, th- there is a for me a, a maybe a thin line or already takes time and expertise to distinguish when when is the proper engineering and where is over engineering or you know the this feeling of uh, well I I think you are applying too many patterns or maybe when someone new joined the project and uh, does not have the the knowledge about the pattern uh, it's like do we really need this? And, and we have kind of this, I mean, you are me, Jose, like with the builder. I mean, it's like, uh, do, do, do I really need the builder? I, what for? I mean, I, I have the really nice constructors in, in Python. No? Why? Why? Explain me why, no? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. And it's interesting also whether the paradigm that you mentioned, Ibai, uh, that you were going away from a object-oriented paradigm uh, also force you to get also uh, or depart from the usage of patterns or is more the experience. Yeah, so I, I think that the, there have been very good points here. Like uh, one of them is that, that I have here, I think from Jose, that, uh, that when you introduce an abstraction, it, it, it's a, like a trade-off. You basically are, are introducing some complexity there. Introducing some code that is not, it's not business code. It's something that is going to support the business code. So you are introducing something. So if if you get like a good value out of it, then then that's that's great. But if you are introducing a, a, an abstraction and you are only seeing the 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 like the the negative aspects of it, the complexity added the um, that you are not being explicit, you are hiding stuff behind these these abstractions. Then it's going to uh, be a cost for the readability of your code, the maintainability of your code. So over the years, I I've like uh, become like more and more of a minimalist in the sense of if I can avoid adding extra code, I do it. You know, every time I can, I can avoid that. I do it because when I, when I am uh, reading code from somebody else, I, I like that uh, I don't have to open like a million files and that, that I, I, I can see like uh, what the code is trying to do like as fast as I can because it's the, the time is, is, is the most important thing for me. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to lose a lot of time. So that, uh, sometimes I think that, uh, you, you just, Get up uh, one of these patterns, and you 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 know you repeat this same form that was done in the past by somebody else, and this is like you're you're not really reinventing the wheel. You are using an, an already proven solution. Okay, that's fine. That looks that sounds fine, but you are you know writing this extra code over and over again. And I th- I think that you can also reach this situation where you 
suddenly see the problem in a different way and, and you solve it in a different way and you solve it with less code and you solve it with a simpler uh, mental model. And maybe you don't need this, these two patterns. You can just avoid them and you can just uh, uh, either like get a better grasp of what the business is telling you to do, which in, in some cases could simplify uh, the code. Uh, so I think that sometimes patterns can sort of, uh, you know, like uh, standardize um, like patches to to problems in the language or problems in the in the match between what the code is doing and what the business is asking you to do. So it's like this is the part that I'm not that comfortable with. Hmm. No, and, and again, this goes back. This goes back to uh, you know the the language and the paradigm that you are using, right? Like you talked about functional, you know, going functional. I'm, I'm sure there are patterns that you can use in functional as well, right? Like uh, they just take a different form. Uh, you may not, you know, use again the the, the concepts from object orientation, but you do have uh, solutions to problems that sort of repeat, right? So that's from that point of view, it's still uh, there, right? I guess that uh, there's there's an aspect of uh, you, you're saying, you know, problems in the language, no problems in the that this pattern sort of tried to, uh, you know, yeah, help with and so on. And and a part of that may be true. Other, you know, like before, Javier was was talking about the builder uh, pattern and so on because we were working on an application. And uh, you're right. Could you do the same thing using a different aspect of of the language? Yes, probably. Uh, would it be as readable? Or would it be, you know, again going back to the idea of doing trade offs? No, and and. When you use them with intention, right? When you understand the underlying context in which they apply, or you know, where, where they actually help you, that's uh, that's when they are actually you know something that has a benefit. No, it usually that doesn't happen when you're starting, right? Like when you're starting, you're just digesting all of this information and, and creating your own index of, you know, it's like the, the tools in your tool belt no, but not necessarily have enough experience to understand when to use them and when it, you know, that, that, that's my take a little bit of that. And, this is really good because I was about to comment about this, that it's also, I mean, the patterns, uh, if the audience knows, I mean, fix kind of a, a global language or widespread language. And this is really helpful also uh, because perhaps you uh, know yourself and you understand, you can read your code and of course you will understand it better than anyone else. So maybe applying a certain level of abstraction is bad for you, but when the 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 project grows, um, maybe the the usage of a pattern uh, brings complexity, but also reduce or by using a uniform or a common language. And uh, this really happens in the data science. world. I mean, the the data scientists are really anarchic, and the teams are usually relatively small, especially in, in startups. And 
<coughs> we are uh, we have been working in the in the Barcelona uh, startup ecosystem for a while, and the teams are maybe two, three, three people. Um, the 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 mentality is okay. I will use my my way, uh, and well, who cares? Who really cares about about patterns? If who really cares about builder? If I can do. Uh, uh, I have a nice constructor here, and and that's all. And but when in, in my experience, eh, when the when the application grows, uh, and you have to deal with people coming from the from the backend team, or even the the data team start growing, uh, it has really an impact. And th- that's the point when you have a relatively uh, large MVP, large code base, and you th- you think okay if the last year I I would have been start applying uh, design patterns uh, we would not be in this situation because everybody will understand my code uh, better and, and so on. so maybe uh, at the scale it brings also the benefit of the the common language I don't know I'm I'm quite skeptical on, on that idea because I mean. Uh, when you give something something a name, you you somehow give it like more importance. You you if you name something, you know you you name a practice of uh, the team, or you name one way of doing things, one procedure. You you give it more importance. You you put it in the world. So you start. I mean, people start referring to it, and and of course, you know, naming things is useful because sometimes it's hard to talk about things if you, if things don't have a name. But I think. Okay, I can think of a, a few like failure scenarios there. <laughs> like one is people don't understand the same th- the same concept for the same name, and I think this is this is true for patents because they are. I think they are very low level in the sense of I mean you can you you, you um, for example the twenty three gang of fork patents you you c- people know what a singleton is, but they may not be. There may there may not be that good that much consensus on when to use a singleton. So this puts us in a difficult situation because uh, uh, some some people will think that we are talking about different things because for some for some this will be like a, something that you should never use or should use in only specific situ- situations and for some other people which which have a different context for this specific pattern we think that this has to be used in so many places. So. It's sort of not explicit. It's it's uh, you know you don't know what other people are understanding for this pattern. So I, I I don't know how useful would be to instead of using like a built-in feature of the language to use a pattern. I don't know. I don't see the benefit because uh, it's um, I think it's more solid to use a built-in built-in feature of the language that has a lot of documentation and and probably the language has was designed around that. So it will probably like uh, give you some guardrails when you use it wrong, uh, versus using a pattern that is just uh, uh, extra code that is repeatable and, and looks the same. But, so, okay, so so I can understand that the you know you you made a really good point, which is you know even though we may be naming something the same way, we may not be thinking about what that is. 
in the same way. No? And there can always be miscommunication there. Now you're talking about something and, uh, you know, we're, we're using the same word. No, it's like inconceivable. No? <laughs> like the, you know, the, the princess bride, no? Uh, gag no it's like you you're talking about something but you know we we may not be clear on what that concept is i completely agree but that could happen with anything right even with you know things from the the, the language itself so that, that's one point then the other thing is uh, patterns themselves they still have you know the the level of abstraction in which they work unless you have a very specific language to solve the kind of problem that you're going for, right? Uh, you will still need some sort of construct, right? You will still need some sort of, uh, you know, pieces of that language put together in order to solve the problem, right? So uh, am I, you know, explaining myself here? Like if you're using Rust, Right, because you're working on uh, things that are, uh, you know, you, you're you're going for a let's say uh, working effectively in multi-threaded environments. You know, like you're going for a lot of things that are built into the language. That's great. Use Rust; it will protect you, you know, and and have all of these benefits. However, if you're going for that in another language, you will still need to build them up. Right. This goes to your point of, uh, again, of, of uh, patching the language to some extent in, in some of these areas. Um, but not all problems are at that level, right? Like not everything, you won't have a specific construct in the language to solve the, the, the problem that you're going for, at least most of the time. No, uh, and, and you made another really good point, which is a... Uh, is it good or bad? You know, you, you mentioned uh, singleton, right? Like as a as an example, um, and it, it's really about context. And this is this goes back to you need to really understand what the context is and what that will allow you to do to judge whether it's a good thing or not to use it, right? And you know, if you've uh, developed games or any kind of resource kind of um, management uh, system, that it's probable that you'd be using something like that, right? If you want to reuse or if you want to, but that's a specific context where something like that may have a maybe may make sense. Right, uh, it's not like the go-to thing no? <laughs> to use everywhere, right? Like the manager, right? Like the uh, like like all these things. So I feel like it, the whole you know singleton is an anti-pattern or this or that is is more a misuse a lot of the time of of what the actual pattern is trying to do or is trying to resolve, no, uh, and and how widespread that is. Than the pattern itself. What do you think? Any 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 time you uh, misuse a pattern is an anti anti pattern, isn't it? No, every time you you use a pattern, when it's not uh, the proper problem, probably uh, is acting in a detrimental way uh, for you. No? So nonetheless, I mean, I think the despite of what Ibai said. There are some things like threads, no? Threads are different, but establish a common, more or less understanding, no? Of uh, what to what to understand, or uh, 
when we talk about uh, parallel computing, no? Uh, parallelization can be achieved in many ways, but that at least you have a concept in mind. Um, maybe the, that's the benefit. And what I don't understood completely by is, and I think maybe it's linked to the original idea um, of the design patterns in architecture of maybe each project needs like a common language, but different projects, like different buildings could have uh, different uh, uh, languages, uh, common languages, no? Yeah, um, uh, I think it, it was Jose. Uh, you mentioned that the, about the syncopal pattern that the, you know the, you had. You know how you need to to know when to apply it. No, so um, I think that this context, like uh, the the decision. I mean, how you should take that decision. What you should consider. What you should look. What you should uh, take into account. All that should somehow be baked into the pattern because that that's what would it would make it like it would communicate the knowledge about that pattern more than the specific low level implementation of how you do a single C++ or you know or I mean that's just the, the solution I think that uh, uh, one of the big problems of of the way that we have uh, we have patterns in in the computing community, is that uh, many things are not well contextualized. Like we are trying to uh, to to play this efficiency game of of telling people there are already thought solutions, there are things people do all the time. You just should pick them and, and use them. But we are not communicating when people use them. So I think that uh, when they were researching for the 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 Gang of Four. Uh, pattern book, I mean, they, they studied for some time how people were doing things in the C++ community, and they, they, they actually, so this, these patterns were uh, not something they invented, they, they just uh, came, out, came up with, they, they just uh, looked at how people were solving problems. The problem is that they, they couldn't like translate like the, the rationale of when to use these things in a great way. I mean, I, I know that the, in the book there are some uh, guidelines. So yeah, there's a taxonomy. There, there's some sort of taxonomy but for what for they're trying reason, to solve. For some reason, this this is uh, when you see like applications of of, of pattern of the, of the, the the same patterns, you see like people uh, novices like uh, using them in all places. And I think this is a lack of understanding of. Uh, you know, you, they read the book, they see uh, what the book has to say, and in a way, they don't pick. They don't pick what the book was trying to tell them. Like, like the book that was not only trying to tell them this is this is a set of solutions. It's like this is a set of solutions for these specific problems in this specific context, and that part is lost. So I think that if I, if we think about that, it's not that it's a bad idea. It's it's a good idea, but it's very hard to make it right because we are trying to. To cut some corners here to give like this uh, novice people like a lot of experience in a few you know reading a, a, a few pages of a book and you know it's not that easy in a way it doesn't happen like that so I think that the the result of that is 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 in many cases uh, like too many too much boilerplate too much bloat and that's <laughs> a negative aspect of patterns 
it's not in the original idea. <laughs> and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to speak about this, uh, uh, given that Javier has raised the point, you know, uh, I've been looking into the, the original idea from Christopher Alexander, the architect. And so one thing that has to be said is that he was, he was attempting to document like established practices in 2000 years of architecture. Like he was, I mean, some of his patterns, he has like a big, very big book of patterns. It's not like just a 23. It's, a, it's like a <laughs> hundreds of patterns. And they are like in different, very different uh, degrees of scale. Like some of them talk about neighborhoods, some of them talk about regions, some of them talk about houses, some of them talk about the, the you know, the color of the house or the, the doors, you know. Uh, this kind of depth is not present in the software community. So we don't have patterns that take us from the, like the definition of the, of the application all the way towards the details. So we don't have this depth. All we have is like, like a very low level implementation of some patterns. I think this is one of the problems because if you take a novice and you tell them you have to build an application, they somehow like, they are lacking like all the way going from the, the, the whole of the application to the specific details. They don't know how to, how to make that big task of, of, you know, I have to modularize my application. I have to decide what are the different parts. And I think if, if the book was giving them like this kind of access by providing like uh, larger scale patterns, maybe they would know when to use a singleton because maybe they would, they would know when, when there is something that has to be like common to other places. And, you know, this is missing in a way. No, I, I really like and the spirit you know, of the book. I mean, they, they mentioned that it's more difficult, uh, it's easier to see what someone is doing than explain why he's doing it. And I think it's why uh, Eva is referring. No, uh, At the end, the why is the, the goal of, of a pattern. So maybe uh, we suffer of this um, abuse or misuse of a design pattern because... Well, as, as developers, we have a pressure because we need to handle software uh, and we, we are in a rush. And then we see, okay, I see this, I see what? No? And I copy it because, well, it works. Uh, or apparently it works. But uh, no, uh, we, don't see, we don't see why uh, many times. No? Can, if I can just jump in in something that you said, uh, the 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 point of Christopher Alexander was to not to like like uh, like give people like all the experience of an architect that knows a lot about building and everything. No, the the, the point was to find a format that allowed him to to give somebody who didn't have the experience like some sort of a structure that allowed them to produce very good buildings without the knowledge of why things were done. So this was what he was attempting. Uh, another, another question is if this is possible, <laughs> or, uh, because uh, Christopher Alexander himself like realized that this format was not producing. So he, he, he had this book and gave it to people who were not architects and, uh, or were not like very as experienced as he was. Like, and, and they were not producing uh, uh, like amazing buildings as he thought. So, uh, so then, then he was thinking, okay, maybe, maybe I was too naive about uh, this idea of, of patterns. And 
he had a nest iteration that didn't didn't make make all the way to software. And in the, in the next iteration, he was focused more on a sequence. He was like uh, giving people like a generating sequence where he was uh, telling them, if you want, uh, when you are going to think about the house, first consider this thing. Then when you have this thing decided, consider this other thing. So he was giving like a, a, a set of a sequ- a sequential uh, uh, instructions to build the house not everything was defined, so they had to use the judgment. But he was like providing like a backbone on how to to go uh, by building the house. And this this has never been translated into into software or uh, that I am aware of, at least. It's only like a, a set of uh, scattered patterns that are not very well connected. This is this is what I get. It, this sounds more like a framework, no? Really opinionated than you have. Do it. Oh. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think that. I, I think there's, there's a couple of points there, right? One is a, the whole idea of being specific implementations of, you know, C plus plus or whatever, and I feel like that's not entirely uh, correct because a lot of these patterns are uh, described in UML. The, the whole idea was to extract it from uh, the language itself, so uh, they are not separated from the paradigm, no, from you know, from object orientation, which is you know, kind of like they're what a lot of these patterns are based on, no. Uh, but they do try to abstract from the low-level uh, implementation uh, details, right? And of course, you know, you change languages and you have other things in the language. In the language, maybe you or the language or the compiler behaves differently. You may want to approach things differently, right? It doesn't mean that they translate uh, very well. But that intention, I feel, was there. And also the idea of, of, of the providing the context of when things work or not, uh, I, I feel like that aspect of uh, the context is something that they did try to work on, right? Like uh, with the whole classification system and, and so on. Now, it's not easy to convey that idea uh, you know, in just a, a few pages per Per pattern, right? Like you're distilling years of experience, and this is why I think you know there's something missing there that people then try to acquire by using it everywhere, <laughs> no, and uh, or using these things everywhere. And then once they get they get that experience, is when they know you know does it fit, not uh, you know is it worth it or not? You know, going back to the to the trade off, but uh, but I feel that intention was. Kind of there, and there are other um, uh, design pattern books. Like right? there is the enterprise uh, uh, architecture uh, patterns book, which is uh, also you know uh, if you if you look online, like if you if you go for you know software development design patterns, and you go to Wikipedia, you'll get a, a list of a gazillion patterns and where they're being uh, you know referenced and and so on, and they all. You know, the important part is the context, right? So how to put that together into an application, I feel like there are also books uh, on that area. I feel like the thing is the level at which the Gang of Four patterns sort of like works is still too small for people to understand how those things fit together, 
Yeah. So you have the Gradibu's uh, book on uh, applications uh, uh, development no? and, and architecture for applications. Uh, that's a, that's also a good book on you know how to you know you were you were talking about how to build how to put them together no how to that concept is still there like I feel like there are plenty of other areas it's just not that book however that's the book where everyone starts no like they oh, a couple of you know very tactical things that maybe you need to know but putting everything together is not uh, is not as easy no as you were saying no. Um, yeah, so so what I would say is there's there's a bit more to to that, right? Like it wasn't just one book and that's it. There there's plenty of other uh, people who have tried to uh, convey a lot of these um, ideas and where they you know fit within a bigger context uh, or within a different different contexts that that are also very valid. But people don't look into them. Or are, at least they're not as popular, I would say. It's, it's interesting. I was thinking that maybe uh, uh, there is an, uh, no pattern to to set the to establish a pattern. No, there, there there is no pattern to in the way in which the pattern should be used. So, despite they solve uh, a problem, a specific theoretically they solve specific problems, the way in which these problems can appear or can pop up are really diverse and especially in diverse languages because I was thinking that well if this happen I mean if there is a pattern in the problem so you can research I mean someone or you can research and program and develop a, a machine learning algorithm that detect the pattern and say oh hey, you, you need here to apply this because I, I detect this is a pattern no? so maybe the the problems that uh, that can be solved, or the way in which uh, a pattern solves a problem, uh, they have a, a, a wide range. No? Uh, I think that that's by by design, because in in a, at least in if you take the origins of the idea, the the thing is not to define fully the solution. It's like to to provide some sort of. Uh, like backbone or like to define the most important part of it and then allow the person to to complete or to fill in the the other aspects and hopefully based on what they know about the context or what they know about the way their teams are structured what they know about the 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 business the business you know i think i don't know i i uh, my feeling is, is if today uh, you are setting up a, a you know a team of developers and and you know this 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 conversation pops up and some somebody says we should adopt the, we should start using the patterns like giving them the name and start using them and you know uh, how do you take that conversation because I mean my my, my initial uh, point of view would be you know. If you, I mean, if you can justify it <laughs> and you can, you can defend why you would use one specific structure in one specific function, yeah, just use it. I mean, you don't need it to be a named pattern for that to make sense. So I don't know. I mean, you, you already, uh, I think Javi mentioned before, like 
maybe we should standardize, like start using these patterns so that people like when they come here, they see like repeatable things. I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not that very fan of that idea, but uh, uh, how do you see that? You know, I would like to hear more. Really, my mind is super small, so I, I prefer repeatable things that when I travel around, I can recognize in front of no, I, I I see the value, especially in uh, communicating ideas and also uh, implementing solutions. Right? Uh, it's like the UML. Uh, well, as you, I study UML at the university, and when I went, uh, I worked for a while. I think I went, uh, I was researching and so, and then I came back again to the industry. And when I talk about UML at that time, it was like UML. What the heck? I mean, and it's a, uh, and this is a really valid uh, tool and language. And in some communities, at least when I talk with uh, JavaScript developers, it was like, really? UML? What, what's for? I mean, come on. Um, and I really see a, a value, at least in Python. Eh? And maybe it depends also on the, of course, on the, on the paradigm. So, but, um, but but I see or I recognize the the value of something that presents a level of abstraction that you can translate to other to other environments. No, it's like you don't start from scratch. It's like a, a small boilerplate. It's like when uh, what I was referring before about uh, threads, no, uh, or mem or memory. Imagine that we have really different definition for for memory or array uh, this i think uh, set a really valid starting point and perhaps with these ideas that are more abstract there are abstraction it's more difficult to reach an agreement but from an initial agreement well you you avoid a lot of deviation no, from the mean. So if you talk about um, a factory, you you know, uh, and you can start, okay, maybe I understand it a different in, or in a different way, or maybe I implement it in a non-standard way, but okay, uh, I can recognize or some of my, my colleagues can recognize this um, uh, from the day two, uh, they can start uh, working easily on my code. That, that's that's my point. Eh? That in terms of efficiency, no. That we we're, it creates a, a common language that you can start from at least uh, in order to convey an idea. I mean, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, which is nothing. I mean, it's nothing new. And, and maybe it's a side effect. Eh? Maybe it was not the, I mean, maybe the original idea was, eh, I have a problem that it happens often and I just want to solve it. And I name it, I label it. And by labeling, I establish a, a common uh, language. Uh, but this is not the the goal, no? The goal is to solve the problem. Uh, the fact of having a label is a side effect, but really, really useful side effect, no? Oh, uh, well, I see that could be really beneficial. The, the something, there is something that pops in my mind when you say that. I mean, 
Uh, I, I think it, it makes sense uh, what you're saying, and, and I think it's useful. I mean, when you have to communicate with a team, it's always useful to, to share share some mental models and, and share some uh, terms because otherwise it's very hard to, to be efficient at talking. Uh, but that being said, uh, I think that, I mean, the, the, the trade-off there is like uh, sometimes when you define this set of concepts that you're going to use, uh, it's important to know what you are leaving out. So if you are leaving out some some programming st- styles or some uh, abstractions that you are not including into this this uh, this set, then uh, it may look as as if, if what you have at hand for using in your programs is that set that you have defined. And you know, for for, for instance, with the co- uh, conversation about the the paradigm, like uh, to use object oriented or or uh, functional. I mean, in, in, in some languages, you can use both and you can mix them. You know, like in, in some situations, it may make sense to, to use an object. In some situations, it may, it may make sense to use a pure function. And, you know, there are some trade-offs, but if, if, you, uh, if you are part of a community that only uses object-oriented, it can work very well, but if you have somebody coming uh, from uh, uh, like a more functional style, like uh, and I identify myself like <laughs> that kind of uh, person right now, I could clash with this community because uh, uh, the way of uh, that I solve problems, maybe they don't understand it. So there are two two way of of ways of solving this. So either I adopt like the the cultural norms of this uh, team. Or in a way that we extend it to also include like other possibilities, you know. So I think that like languages are, are languages in the sense of the things that you give it a name are something that can evolve, and depending on how much you solidify, you are choosing one way or another. Yeah. So the one question, Ivai, is: Do you think that then pattern may kill the creativity without bringing too much benefit in? in repeatability or productivity so that you 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 get really constrained uh, without not uh, well without with a reason but of course but uh, without uh, a really uh, high benefit yeah i think it's, this is a very hard question because sometimes yes sometimes no i mean it, it's very dependent so i mean if you don't have any structure it's hard to create, you know, if you don't have like a paper that has boundaries, it's hard to, to make a drawing. You need some boundaries to know where you have to draw and you need some, you know, limitations because if you have like a five million colors, <laughs> you are, you are going to be like getting crazy to, to pick one. Like it's fine to have uh, limitations and to, to define like you can only use these, these options. Uh, the, the problem is that maybe you are solving a specific uh, problem and you know somebody knows another abstraction that works much better like that uh, uh, by using that abstraction the problem looks simpler so maybe you are trying to use uh, uh, because that's, that abstraction is not included in, in in our common vocabulary you're trying to use uh, something from your vocabulary and it's not that powerful and I think I think it happens with uh, to me it have it uh, I was like a I was programming object oriented and for me it was like when, when I discovered functional programming, for me it was like, oh my God, I didn't know that this was possible. And 
I don't know. I'm not going to say that object-oriented versus functional, you know, one of them is superior or, or not. I'm not sure about that, you know. I would, I would say depending on the context. But, you know, if you only know one of those, maybe you don't have the, the tools of the other. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to answer that question. <laughs> I feel like that's not entirely a problem. Really, like uh, you, your question was something around the lines of, you know, will it constrain creativity and so on, right? Like, is it going to stop or hinder creativity in a sense? I, I don't necessarily think so. I feel like, again, knowing the context, and and I go back to the whole, you know, the the path of learning, you know, the the whole shuhari uh, kind of approach. Like, once you are kind of at the end you know when to break the rules and you know when to you know skip it and just you know this just fits better because it's clear it's you know like that that aspect right but it takes time to get to that point yeah um so again going with Ivai on, on this one right it's like it really depends but it's very much not what I would expect, let's say, to be the dominant uh, kind of uh, thing, right? If anything, people try to apply, you know, people try to modify or you know skip the the rules, you no, know, or the uh, or the or the template of, of the pattern, uh, even before they they actually dominate. So they the the problem comes later on, right? In in that sense, so. I'm not uh, sold on on that one. Killing creativity. Uh, I have another question, which is: Then you know, if you are hiring, right? Would you how how important would you consider for someone to know this kind of stuff? Like, would you um, not take, let's say, not knowing at all about these things as a as a pro or a, or as a con? Let's say. Yeah, I think I think in my case, uh, if, it's a pro. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, they come with an empty, not, not empty knowing cup. anything about about <laughs> the design patterns, about their assistance, probably means that you are not a very experienced developer because you have not heard about this movement. About you know, you you you, you lack maybe some context of of how things have gone in the computing history. But it's fine. I mean, it's. I wouldn't see. A, I mean, it, it, you, can, you can have a good developer without knowing much about this. I think the problem would be somebody who started to know about that and comes with all this big, very, you know, like like a huge uh, bag of patterns that and is ready to use all of them. You know, in in every every situation that you know that that's a, that's a dangerous spot. <laughs> and, and I have been that person. You know, I I, I have code from some years ago that uh, stays. I think it's there must be somewhere running probably today because it's uh, <laughs> one code that runs in a place that is not updated normally, and it's probably has too many patterns applied there. And I hope that I'm and, and I'm sorry for the person who is right now uh, maintaining that code. I'm sorry because uh, this this is this, I didn't this, mean to. Yeah, this is a picture. Of, <laughs> this is a picture of myself trying to 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 get better. But to uh, not knowing, you know, when to use one thing or another. So I think it's a dangerous thing. Uh, maybe it's a step. 
in the in the learning process. Maybe, maybe it has to be like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But for me, um, so let's put it this way: you don't need to know every single pattern in order to be a good developer, right? And if you're starting, you can be a really good, you know, uh, developer team member and so on without having this knowledge, right? I would expect though uh, people to acquire it. Uh, really quickly because I feel like it facilitates conversations. I feel like it expands uh, your mind in the sense that it makes you think about certain problems differently. And uh, overall, uh, there are certain things that are so common, so common that you just, you know, you must have seen somewhere, right? Um, Especially when you're thinking, you know, like, if you if you're using a framework or using a lot of these uh, tools, will sort of like repeat some of the same uh, patterns, right? So even if you don't know the tool, if you've never worked with the tool, by knowing the pattern, it will already give you some insight on on how it is supposed to work in many in many regards, right? So I feel there are lots of benefits to knowing them. I feel you need to have tried them and, and gone through that journey of, you know, uh, everything looking like a nail, right? And, and, and then shooting yourself on the foot. Uh, but that is part of, of the learning, right? And then you can decide to ignore them. You can decide to, you know, when you want to use it or not and so on. But I feel like that will definitely make you a better uh developer or software engineer if, if you will um and and it's interesting as well right? like again there's there's an aspect there of exploration that you may not be exposed to certain things in, in your daily work or anything like that and it will allow you to see that context as well and see you know maybe try it out and, and things like that so yeah i i would definitely see it as a pro uh, or I would expect someone with experience to have a good uh, understanding and and so on, but it's not a must, let's say, or it's not something that would come negatively if the right context is in place. Not like they just started or whatever. That's that's a different thing. Yeah, basically, for this reason, I think I, I agree. It's more like a a travel. I think both of you agree. Uh, so you have to pass maybe the points in which you overuse them, um, but they are kind of uh, established or set a a, a good uh, foundation, no, for your, your knowledge, and that's why these the the Python uh, meetups this this year will be about three of these pillars that I I consider like testing in this case uh, design patterns, and then uh, the next one. Architecture. Um, uh, I think uh, depends also on the role. Uh, I mean, the developer or within a company, uh, you can be or you can develop software in different teams. But of course, this will be a or knowing patterns will be always a positive thing, no matter if you are uh, closer to the data scientist or you are in the front end or you are in the in the back end. No? And that's why uh, I try to bring this topic, uh, and we try no, here with this uh, podcast, uh, to, to the Python community and, well, to, to, to everyone that is, is listening us. 
right now? There is something that uh, I don't know if it's okay if I jump in with something that <laughs> um, there, there is something that that uh, also needs to take to be taken into account, and I think we mentioned a little bit uh, earlier that. Uh, it it also depends on on the kind of paradigm and technology and language that the team is using. Which patterns are we are referring to when we say the patterns? Because it, it seems, I mean, know your patterns. Which ones? <laughs> you know, I mean, the 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 twenty three and four patterns, or uh, some of some maybe more applied to functional programming, or or. Um, you know, know some uh, very good heuristics. Uh, I mean, there are different things that should, would make you like a good programmer. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if you were considering this when you were saying that uh, it's good to know, to go through them, but to through which, no? Because I have, you know, I have a, a, a quote here from Paul Graham that I would like to read to you to see your, uh, what you think about this. <laughs> Uh, but he, he goes, when I see patterns in my programs, I consider it a sign of trouble. The shape of a program should only reflect the problem it needs to solve. Any other regularity in the code is a sign to me, at least, that I am using abstractions that aren't powerful enough. Often that I am generating by hand the expansions of some macro that I need to write. So this is, I mean, this is a guy that, that, you know, that is, likes, uh, likes Lisp. That I mean, people ca- are coming from a specific technological background as well, and and you know sometimes the 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 features of the language that you are using, uh, you know, allows for for different ways of using it. So I th- I, I think that if you if you come from from his his specific background of the language that, that he likes to use. You may see not that much value in the twenty-three gang of four patterns, for instance. Well, okay. So, yes, of course. If if you're coming from a different uh, paradigm, it will, uh, you know, you may have a preference. I feel like he's addressing something there, which is, which for me is kind of sold with the whole, uh, you know. Uh, TDD emergent design and and you know refactoring to patterns and that kind of stuff right like so you start small and then you evolve your design as you are uh, building your your program no or, or as you're building your your application as you know more about what it is that you need to now you're finding that solution and as you're finding that solution then you evolve it you evolve your code in order to fit that yeah if you go that route that uh, over engineering aspect that he's sort of like re- referring to or that extra that he needs to add that is not necessary in a, in a sense, right? Like he's giving himself more work. Uh, it, it's sold in, in my opinion, right? Like you, again, need to know what the, what the patterns are, but you don't start with the pattern unless you already know. Like it's not like you don't need any design up front or you don't, but you need to, evolve as you are you know finding the solution to the problem right and that is one aspect that again you only get with experience <laughs> right uh and and i feel like patterns help uh, with that process right because as you know more about you know the discovery of, of that domain or that, that thing you're trying to solve um they they help you solidify that they help 
they help make that uh, change easy, right, in the future and so on. So it's it's a trade-off that you're doing. You don't start there. If you start there, it needs to be very clear why, you know. Um, but uh, again, it's, it's, it's a skill set that is also required, you know, in order to to use them in that way, right? And in order to, uh, from where you are, be able to refactor to patterns or refactor to to what will actually solve or uh, improve the, uh, the your flexibility, you know, for for moving forward. Um, so yeah, I, I I can understand. No, it's if you're just copying without following that mindset of oh you know the simplest thing first no if, if, if the simplest thing that works first no and then you know evolve from there and refactor and so on um you may find yourself uh where you know where he's sort of like getting to no yeah yeah i think i think that he, he's in a way like also pointing towards uh um how is it possible that the, the, there is so much regularity in a program that, I mean, you are opening a source code and you see like things coming over and over again. And you may wonder why these are not like language features or why this, there is, I mean, he, he talks about macros because I think that these macros are a big thing. But uh, uh, I think basically it's like, or I think it's like domain specific languages, no? But uh, I think that that uh, what he's saying is that that maybe you could have like another abstraction that would allow you to not have that much code, that much regular code, and and in a in a way be more succinct with the code that you write. But this can happen also in a in an iterative process. Uh, uh, yes, uh, but that would also add another thing, which is if you have a very specific language to just solve that particular <laughs> problem, no, then uh, what about you know finding people who can understand that it can be productive in in that language, right? So there's you know it's also a trade off, right, between the the generality or, or the, the generalistic approach that the language is trying to do and the specificity of the program that you're trying to build and that is a trade-off right this is why things that are coming up more and more like parallel uh, parallel uh, computing you know multi-threaded uh, things and so on they they have started to be incorporated into uh, languages as you know features of of the language um and I, there are others that are are really not right like they're still out there kind of like okay so but you need to build it, right? So there is this trade-off. Also, you know, like creating a, a language itself is not uh, is not an easy <laughs> is not an easy task. No? So um, again, it's it's a trade-off, right? And and you try to solve that by you know uh, componentizing things or making them to components on reusable um, parts, which is you know in a way what patterns are trying to do right like um to make that reusability kind of possible as well good so anything else are we finishing here yeah because i'm conscious of, of time i think we could be uh, very long, <laughs> long speaking about this thing i think i think it was very interesting the things that we covered already yeah. 
I, I agree. I agree. Um, again, don't don't miss out on the last uh, session of the uh, of meetups, right? That that Javier is hosting. Uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of things there to to learn. And it's been a pleasure, uh, Ivai, having you uh, on the podcast, and Javier the same. So uh, hope to see you again some other time. And for everyone else, see you on the next uh, you, podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Sí, bye.